0: Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila
1: Embajador. First threatening drive of the game, and it's by the Raiders. Back into the gun goes Carr, standing just the other side of the 25. Backs up two steps. He's got a man wide open, hit on the base, intercepted. Oh, mercy! This could be a pick six. I don't believe it it's going to be a pick six by the dolphins and running it in was a landon roberts all the way carr was hit on the release and that did just enough damage to have the pass sit on now running back is malcolm brown gets the call middle hole but on the left he's headed for the end zone they won't touch him touchdown dolphins they have shocked the favored raiders they took advantage Of a failed fourth down and they bust in for their second touchdown of the game here in the first quarter and there's trouble in sin city ladies and gentlemen i mean big trouble big trouble
0: in sin city as called by brent musburger on sunday sitting right next to him in the booth at allegiance stadium was Lincoln Kennedy, our great co-host. And Lincoln Kennedy, I hate to start the show on a down note. (laughs) By the way, you're you're in the (laughs) huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday. But I started it specifically there because I want to get your thoughts, Lincoln Kennedy, on where you were mentally at that point. And uh, quick disclosure, I'm going to tell you exactly where I was. I'm a reporter. I'm not rooting for anybody. But I. it was like, okay, um, I've seen this before. I've seen this Raiders team and Derek Carr and this defense get it together. There's plenty of time left on the clock. Uh, I don't think that this is a devastating uh, hole to climb out of. I think they're able to do it. But what's Lincoln Kennedy thinking right there?
2: Truthfully, I was thinking that we're going to have a, a letdown today. That's, that's what I was because it was like – Watching that performance, I knew what, you know, when Derek threw the pick six, I knew exactly what happened. Um, Foster Moreau was coming on a crossing route. Darren thought because he was being, being blitzed, he threw it to a spot. Now, throughout Derek's career, he's done that. He's done it countless times throwing to a spot, especially when there's pressure in his face rather than throwing to a man. And there's the difference there. So he was in, in, in thinking that Moreau was going to keep running across, but Moreau saw the same linebacker who intercepted the pass sitting right there. So he stopped. Which is what most of the time you're going to do as a receiver. You stop when you see a man, you're playing zone, you stop in the middle of the zone. So, um, so I know what, what happened, but, you know, the, the long run, I saw, you know, Morgue take a bad angle again, uh, and they, they broke out and had the long run for the touchdown and was down 14 nothing. At that particular point, I'm like, this is going to be a long day. This is the letdown that I was thinking that we were going to have, uh, and the Raiders are going to have because this is a team they should beat, but for something, you know, they getting off to a bad start. They're making it hard on themselves.
0: Not going to lie, I was getting text. is this the Atlanta Falcon game all over again? Which was last year's letdown game. Uh, and they not only uh, was that a letdown game, uh, Lincoln, but they never recovered. And they I'm not going to say they quit by any stretch of the imagination in that game, but they didn't have the necessary traits on both sides of the ball to get it settled down, get control of it, get it back on the right track, and battle their way back. That was last year, though, Lincoln. This year is an entirely different situation. It starts with the safety by Casey Hayward. Great play by uh, the cornerback. Uh, to read that correctly, told us afterwards, he kind of guessed, and it could have gone the other way had the quarterback been understanding where Casey was coming from. Uh, but he makes the play, uh, gets the Raiders a two-point, the ball goes right back to him. That started a 25-0 to run. That also included Lincoln Kennedy, seven consecutive defensive stands where they got the Dolphins off the field without any points and got the ball back to Derek Carr and the offense and gave them, giving them enough time to fight their way back and ultimately take uh, the lead. And so my question to you is, what you saw on Sunday, maybe it was a letdown to start off with, no question about it, they're down 14 to nothing. Did they show you enough on Sunday For you to say, you know what? This is different. This looks different. This is different. This is a different Raiders team that, even if they don't come out great and even if they come out bad, they've got what it takes to settle it down the maturity, the talent, everything else to come fight their way back into a game. And is that a good trait moving forward, Lincoln?
2: Uh, I'm still not convinced because,
0: look, I'm not trying to be a skeptic
2: or or be pessimistic, but the fact is, is that, you know, first of all, the, the safety was probably the dumbest play of the year. I don't know why you would call a tunnel screen to when, you know, the outside receivers are usually press coverage and uh, versus a cover three. So, I mean, it it was absolutely stupid um, that they, they, they tried to do that, that the game of the safety, I said that on the air, but secondly, it's. What was what I took away from it, Vinny, was the fact that these things seem to happen to the Raiders in a way. Now they're winning. In years past, they would have definitely gone against them, and it's been against them. And I'm not totally so because, let's face it, we've got one of the f- most short-footed kickers. He misses an extra point. And I said in the booth, you can ask JT to break. I said in the booth, that's going to come back to bite us in the always ass. Always does. Always. And he was like, no, we got to see. I said, that's going to come back. And I told him, I told him, I described the fourth quarter. I said exactly how it was going to go. Miami's going to go down and kick a field goal. The Raiders are going to struggle to move the ball from that point forward because now they want to run. They're conservative. They get conservative when John Groot is trying to run out the clock. I know he's playing the, 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 the,
0: the, the, analytics. the odds
2: and, you know, playing what you're supposed to do, the analytics. I get it. But they're not a good run team. And we already know that, so they've had their struggle running. And plus, the Miami Dolphins—the type of defenses they were playing—they were basically telling you, "You have to, if you want to beat us, you have to pass to beat us." And you've got an accurate quarterback, but because you're conservative, you're going to try to take time off the
0: clock. All right, so- I'm going to stop you right there because uh, the drive—it might have been the drive right after the field goal. Okay, uh, it's a it's it's a four-yard run and a three-yard run by Barber. You're talking at that point, without question, third and three. That's, that's, that's where you want to be. The run game, to Certainly. me, worked in that regard. So the whole he got conservative. If he got four yards. He got seven yards on, on first and second down, which is what you want to do. You want to be in a manageable situation on third down. They don't complete the pass on third down. That's when they have to punt it. So I'm not quite sure that the narrative was they got overly conservative.
2: No, there, there was, but it, it's also a – You've got to complete that pass on third it's down. A, it's a, co- a culmination of a lot of things. Okay, a lot of things that went on the, that day. The fact that Gruden wanted to go for it on fourth down early in the game after he was down seven. No, you if, you, if you're going to be analytic and play to put percentages, you punt it away, allow your defense to play, you play that game. You don't give the Miami Dolphins a short field. They're struggling on offense, and, the, and this is why you make second-half adjustments. I applaud them for making the second-half adjustments like they did because they realized what they could take advantage of. You know, I understand this. A lot of people are concerned why the slow start to the offense. I will say this. Without an effective running game, an inconsistent running game, and you're having to use, you know, the week before, you show that you're using the pass like to run. Now you have a team that's playing man. You want to see how they're going to play your stars. You want to see how they're going to play Waller. You want to see how they're going to play Renfro. And then all of a sudden you see how they're able to make adjustments, especially in the second half, to exploit that. Now they know that they've got man coverage with rugs, and they do that sort of speed motion and, and go to them. I mean, okay, you did it. They came back to the, the, the play that they missed in the first half, the second half, and get a long completion of rugs. Okay, I get it. I don't have a problem with that. You made adjustments, and that's what you're supposed to do. But in the past, those mistakes like going forward on fourth down or not being able to complete a drive when you need to complete a drive in order to put the game away or having your kicker miss an extra point, those things used to work against them and cause losses no doubt so, about it and so i'm not saying at this particular point because this game i know this team is 3-0 and but they still have a lot of deficiencies well, they not do. necessarily defensive side on the offensive side they've got some deficiencies that they got to work out because now i see how teams after
0: three weeks i can assess how teams are going to play them and and i agree with you uh going back to that you know the, the slow start I mean, they were moving the ball, Lincoln. No, it wasn't like a moving ball. I'm talking about putting points on the board. No question about it. I mean, it doesn't help when you throw a pick six and your center snaps it over the quarterback's head. Right. They were moving on both of those drives. Uh, so they were self-inflicted wounds. I, I, I get it. And you can't have that. Um, and at some point, it's gonna it's gonna bite you uh, on the butt, really, uh, you know, like like hard, and it's gonna be painful. It's gonna be those one one where you might need some stitches, and, and you're gonna lose a game. And what about
2: what about noticing the fact that your your tight end is struggling to block the ends that in a run game? Because every time those runs failed, if you watch it, Fausone Moreau got pushed back. He got his lunch handed to him. He got pushed back. He got gave up penetration. And so the adjustment should be on the running game. Okay, we can't isolate him on the defensive end. We either got to run towards this one or figure out we want to run to the smaller end. However we want to do it, you got to make those adjustments instead of keep trying to hit your head on the post when it hasn't worked.
0: What did they do in the second half? It went from uh, the first half, rushing was 2.8 yards per game, I mean uh, per carry. Second half, it was well over four. They ended up with 143 yards rushing, rushing.
2: Yes, Peyton Barber did a great job. He did a great job in closing out, and especially the long runs. He was running hard, but a lot of the things that were taken away early in the game, they should, they could have made adjustments sooner, in my opinion,
0: yeah. and it would have been more effective. Well, what did they do uh, in the second half then? Well, they,
2: they adjusted. They adjusted. They didn't put Moreau back in those situations. Because if you remember, out of their 12 and 13 uh, uh, personnel, they decided to run more, spread them out a little bit more, and just use the base running. By the See way, they saying? kept
0: running. They also ran a lot to uh, Alex Leatherwood's side, and he—oh yeah—he was getting the job done at least in run blocking. Uh, yep. I think they had—I I, I might have seen a stat where it might have been in that second half where they got seventy-three yards or so uh, running to his his side, which is good. Oh, no, no,
2: he, he, that side was affected. Him and him and Jermaine Lumino are, are working well together now. That side was affected running to the right, but the, it was times when they were trying to run away from him, putting Moreau on the backside because they wanted to run away from the strength of their formation that they got in trouble. Because Moreau was just allowing way too much penetration, and it's, I mean to be honest, look, the guys that he's blocking against these are these are they're designated defensive tackle or defensive ends in that defense, but they're actually defensive tackles. So the three hundred plus pounders, they're you, strong. You're talking about the guys for Illuminor? No, no, no. I was talking about over over Moreau when they were struggling oh, in the yeah. first half. Yeah, but exactly. then they started running towards them. See, the way Miami plays their defense, it's it's like a three four, but it's a hybrid. Okay, so their outside linebacker on. Um, uh not the the side opposite of Oakenburg, um Okenberg number ninety one, right. is usually a, a a smaller guy. It was usually a smaller uh, not not as thick. In the first half the Raiders were trying to run away from that. It was trying to run away from the ninety one side. They were trying to run to the left. Ah uh, they're they're yeah they're left off and defense is right and that's when they were allowing so much penetration in the back the back end was getting they couldn't they couldn't secure the line of scrimmage they changed up and they started running towards them and they got more penetration they got more more closure uh, for the run game because now they're running towards them running attacking that area and those defensive tackles, you had a smaller guy in the back which a tight end or a backside uh, receiver could handle
0: the charges are good, not great against the run um they're definitely not where. Uh, the the Steelers are, they're, and as bad as the Steelers have been, they're still doing a good job stopping the run. Baltimore Ravens are, are uh, a good run-defend uh, team, and, and uh, that's no secret. And the Dolphins were pretty good, too. Uh, the, the Chargers aren't as good as any of those teams uh, in the run game. W- did the Raiders find enough in the second half with Peyton Barber? We'll see if Josh Jacobs comes back this week uh, to carry over into this game and help uh, offset what they're doing in the pass game.
2: Yes, they did. They, it, it, look, the fact that they've been hampered with so many injuries coming out of the first couple of weeks, they haven't really been able to practice the run game the way you would. You don't, you can't have nine on seven because you don't have enough guys. You had, you know, we talked about an extensive injury list right. um, over the last couple of weeks, and you were talking about you. You had mentioned it, Vinny, in your coverage. They were barely practicing. It was more like glorified walkthroughs. You know what I mean? So, going through the motion of getting the run game established, you have to use full speed. They did enough in this game against Miami to see what their strengths are, minus Jacobs. Whenever they get him back, they get him back. They know what he can do, and they know how to run the ball with him. They'll do. But this, in this instance, what we've seen so far, you know, the, the, this case of work, they used the Miami game, which I said one of my pregame uh, uh, um, uh, kicks were keys to the game was you have to. Work on the run game here. Take those two, three hits, two, three-yard hits. Get, you know, those will eventually morph into four or five yards and break some big runs. But you work on the game here. You work on your run game in the game.
0: I agree. And I, I just think it looks a lot different and better, frankly. Where you know the issues on Sunday, the fourteen to nothing was all on the offense. Let's face it, right? Um, Yes, the defense made a mistake. It was a poor angle by Trevor Morag on the long run by Malcolm. Um, It is what it is. But they started with, you know, first of all, they gave them momentum by not you know uh, securing the fourth down uh, run uh, to give them possession. So there's momentum. There's a short field. Uh, the, the Dolphins are, are you know, already up 7-0, uh, so they're playing with a little house money because uh, their defense was able to score. So I think that you know, they, were, they were feeling themselves a little bit right there, the Miami Dolphins. So it was more what the offense did than what the defense did, and I'm talking about the Raiders right here. Uh, so, so that in itself looks different than what it normally has in the past the defense was doing its job uh they were put in a bad situation but they responded and really they got the ball rolling with that with that safety, well, safety I, yeah i know it was a bad call by the miami dolphins but to no, hey. take advantage of it i mean yeah. i just said it was making an observation it's a stupid call exactly <laughs> and, and so i guess where i was sitting uh what i was thinking because i know that you know raider nation was freaking out i was getting all the uh all, all the messages on on twitter and and whatnot and uh i i wasn't You know, Again, I'm looking at it from a reporter's standpoint. Uh, My my feeling was Derek Carr and the offense, even with a run game that is still a work in progress, can score points on this defense. That was a very good defense, too. Um, There's just too many weapons on this team, Lincoln. We talked about the young wide receivers, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, uh, Hunter Renfro, throw in, uh, obviously, Darren Waller. Um, I don't care what you designate him. He's a weapon and one of the biggest weapons in the NFL. They've got four guys. They're the only team in the NFL with four uh, receivers that are at 200 or more yards per game. Uh, that's pretty good stuff, right there. You probably want a little bit more balance. You know, you won't want to be so heavy on the on the pass game uh, that it that uh, you know that it might leave you vulnerable to sacks and whatnot. But. That said, it's there's not many teams that have that kind of weapons or, and the depth in, in terms of those weapons. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs. They have to go out and get Josh Gordon uh, off the street and hope that you know he's going to be right uh, and, and give them something. The Raiders, are they've got too many weapons. Not too many, but they've got so many weapons. And a guy like Zay Jones is pretty good. And a guy like Willie Snead is pretty good, too. So they're really set. So I wasn't uh, necessarily concerned that they weren't going to be able to get it going offensively, and I had a feeling that, this defense against that offense was going to be fine, and they were going to give the offense the ball enough times for them to you know, uh, come back. It should have never gone to overtime. We understand that. Yes, they, there was a little bit of a conservative uh, approach in that fourth quarter, but I contend if you complete that, th- th- to me that was the play of the whole second half, that, or the, that fourth quarter. You get to third and three, and I think it was a Derek to, uh, to Brian Edwards. They just didn't connect. They got to punt it uh, on a three-and-out. If you connect right there and then you get a fresh set of downs, who knows where it goes and how much more time you can run off the clock. Uh, But to me, anyway, I don't mind that approach. I don't mind two runs to get seven yards. That's what you're looking for in that situation. Get it to your quarterback, your MVP MVP candidate quarterback right now, and all the weapons that he has, you ought to be able to make up that three yards. It didn't happen. They put themselves in a vulnerable position. The Miami Dolphins took advantage. But even when it got to overtime, Lincoln – I wasn't really sweating it. And I, I felt like the Raiders are going to figure it out. And that's so different than last year and the year before when I was covering this team thinking, when does the other shoe fall? Or there's no way they're going to be able to battle their way out of this. It just, there was no level of um, this team is competent enough, um, has the wherewithal, has the talent to be able to fight their way back. I just never felt that in past Raider teams. I feel that with this Raider team.
2: Statistically, this should have never. It, it, I mean, in my opinion, it should have never gone to overtime. Mm-hmm. Statistically, the Raiders were that much better than the Dolphins. Yes. Okay. And it shouldn't. It, and, and again, it's one of those freakish things where, as I said, you know earlier, your sure-footed kicker misses an extra point. Yeah. How many times? I mean, you can you probably count on one hand how many times you've seen Carlson miss an extra point since he's been a Raider. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I don't know, but but. Typically, in Raider fashion, just had to make that interesting. That game became right. a lot more interesting than it needed to be, and a lot more heart pounding than it had than it should have been. You know, I'm fortunate. I'm glad that the Raiders found a way to win. Because they are the better team, and that going away, I saw all the holes that were in the offense, the the rate uh, of the Dolphins' offense, uh, and and that's why you know that you still have the Deshaun Watson conversation if he clears his legal problems. Oh, how he's going to, to the living.
0: Dolphins. You know what I mean? He's so going there.
2: And and I understood that what I knew what Jacoby Brissett's limitations were. I knew that they, that he was going to struggle until he
0: realized that the softness of this defense was in the middle. Well, he did a good job, too, Lincoln. Um, I give him a lot of credit. And I'll, I'll say this, too, Lincoln. I think right now at this present moment, Jacoby uh, Brissett gives them a better shot than Tua. I like Tua. I like his future.
2: If they get, if they can settle their offensive line down, okay. And and I don't know if Tua has a future in the National Football League, but that's just my opinion. There bro. you go. Um, but if they settle this offensive line down, yes, there are some good. He's got some. He's got some weapons. I mean, guys like Gisecki, uh
0: and uh, Fuller and those guys. Those are those not are good only, weapons. Not only that, but you know, uh, even on that fourth and twenty that he co- that he converts. Yeah. It's not like the Raiders' defense played bad. They got pressure on him. He just did enough with his feet and his athletic ability, even though he's not the best athlete out there. But he did just enough to buy him time to make a play downfield. So, um, you know, you tip your cap in that situation. But uh, but saying that they're a better team than Miami Dolphins, and right now the Pittsburgh Steelers and really the Baltimore Ravens, I think the Raiders proved that too. That's saying a lot. It is. You know, that's But it's
2: also, I thought, highly of this team last year. The fact is that we have a defense now, and the defense can get some stops. And as you said, turn the momentum, because that was a big momentum turn to get that safety. And was that was very fortunate for the Raiders. And, of course, the second half adjustments is is a good thing as well. So, I mean, I, I think they're close. I think they're there. This is going to be a big test, obviously, with the Chargers, because now the Chargers have got an offense. And uh, with their quarterback and stuff like that, and it's yep. going to be a big test for the defense. More importantly, it's going to be a litmus test for the offense because – you're going, to, you're going to see John probably develop a game plan much like he's had against Kansas City the last couple of years. I'm going to do whatever I can, as much as I can, to keep it out of that offense's hands, yep. the Chargers' offense's hands. So Absolutely. time of possession. So, you know, Peyton Barber in this running game is going to have to get take even the next step up.
0: And maybe Josh Jacobs, we'll see. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonson and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Tuesday. <laughs> Interact with the show. Text Benny and Lincoln on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187 or tweet them at Benny Bonsignor and at LKennedy72. This is In the Huddle with Benny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. I mean, I, mean, I don't like to say too much. I don't like to start none, But some
3: things were said, and you know, I just took it with a grain of salt and, just, and I was just ready to ready to play and prove who I was.
0: That's our guy, Henry Ruggs. Lincoln, I I, I, I love the fact that, uh, you know, there isn't a more Southern gentleman on that football team than Henry Ruggs. He's a yes sir, no sir, just humble kid, right? Right. Uh, but I love the fact that um, he showed us a side of him on Sunday. Uh, somebody pushed him a little bit, and he's like, no, 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 no. That ain't happening. Um, number one, I'm going to come after you and make you pay for what you said. Number one, I love that. But number two, nobody saw it coming. You know, usually, mm-hmm. especially in social media now, we would have heard about that beef by him or right. somebody a long time ago, and it would have led up to the game, and everybody would have watched. It. And Henry Ruggs said, "No, nah, man!" In true Las Vegas manner, he put that card in his back pocket and played it at the perfect time. Nobody saw it coming, and I love that about him. Right? I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's great to see that. You know, he's got that fire, and uh, that dude is balling right now. And I think we're just scratching the surface, Lincoln Kennedy, on Henry Ruggs.
2: What, what I can appreciate is the fact that he – look, for what it's worth, this receiving core was going up against some of the better cornerbacks in the league. Secondary, one of the better secondaries, unanimously, the, the many people. Xavier Howard, all those guys, you know, one of the better uh, secondaries. And Miami came in with the arrogance of that, you know, we can, we can run man-to-man safety in the hole, we can run man-to-man, put more people in the box, stop the run, make them pass to beat us. And, you know, Derrick's gonna is one of the more accurate quarterbacks, and so he's going to have to beat us with his accuracy. And and it took the opportunity to best utilize that man or that theory against them um, when they did, when they started making adjustments. They realized what Miami was doing. They made adjustments. They adjusted the routes. They adjusted a lot of the plays that they were doing. And, and Henry Ruggs had a great game. Um, still coming into his own, but it just – and furthers, you know, the the, the the overall development of the passing game because Brian Edwards had a big day. You mm-hmm. know, and, and Renfro still had a big day. You know what you're going to get out of Darren Waller. So, yes. Tossing the ball around to those many targets is invaluable, especially moving forward because if one's down, you still have another ones that you can go to.
0: Got to figure out a way to get Brian uh, involved earlier because his numbers are all in the fourth quarter and overtime, basically. He leads yeah. the NFL in yards uh, in, in fourth quarter and overtime. Now, granted, the Raiders have played in two overtimes, so right. it's going to slant in their direction. But nevertheless, he's coming alive uh, when the game is on the line and making things happen and being a reliable player. But uh, it sure would help if, if Brian Edwards was a little bit more of a focal point early in the game. I asked uh, John Gruden about that uh, the other day, and he said that they're working on it, so we'll see. <laughs> out, out to the Raider Nation listener line. Don is on the line. He wants to talk about the Raiders. How are you doing, Don?
3: Hey, what's going on, y'all?
0: We're doing good, man.
3: Um, to to touch on how you open up the show, um, I wasn't worried at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago uh, about DC and all of them. So, um, I, I I literally wasn't worried at all. I see where Lincoln's coming from. I honestly do.
0: Same here, same you know, here.
3: But, uh, you know, being a Raider fan all my life, so I I I get it. I I get exactly what he's saying. You know, okay, same on Raiders. But remember, <clears throat> the, reason I did, the reason I didn't feel worried at all, really, um, is due to last season, ironically. Because Derek started, you can see a switch turn on with Derek around week nine, week ten. And he started to become more aggressive last year. And that carried over into this year. And he's still being aggressive. So now I'm one of those people that can say, I'm not worried because I got DC. You know how people say, "I'm not worried because we got Pat." Well, I'm not worried because we got Tom. You know, that's how I felt. I'm not worried. I got DC. Um, that in that fashion. Yep. The de- the defense in in and of itself also gave me if if we're gonna get if we're gonna hear reports throughout all all season about how this team is. Is, is buying into a system and how this team is different, then we have to believe that because we have to trust that you and, and other people that are reporting are telling us exactly what's going on in that building. So if we're going to believe that and we're going to hold, you know, hold that and keep water with that, then we have to trust that something is going to turn around. The fourth, the fourth down play, I was all for it. Due to the fact that, that, that John was, was, was being aggressive, he showed urgency. He showed that this was a time that we needed to be – Attentive to what's going on in the game. That was an urgent play, and he was he was telling everybody, "This is urgent, so we're going to go for it now." Um, so, so again, that everything that transpired in that game didn't didn't give me any fear at all as far as us losing that game. Uh, the the Henry Ruggs comment that you came in with. Let me say this: I, I I'm getting tired. Well, I, I've I've gotten tired of people um, comparing him. To T Hill. He's not T Hill. He's not, he's not, he's not as twitchy as T heel. He never was as twitchy as T Hill. What he is is the wide receiver version of the running back that makes the one cut and gets upfield. He is literally a possession receiver with speed. That's what he is. That's what he was at Bama. That's what he is now. And once people start getting an understanding of that, people will understand the type of beast that we have on the, on the offensive side of the ball. He might be only six foot, he might be only 190 some pounds, but the boy can ball. The boy has hands, and the boy will go up there and get it. And he showed that throughout the time that he's been on on the field with Bama, and throughout the time that he's been on the field with the Raiders, he had a you know a little toe tap issue last year, but he was a rookie. You know, um, Brian Edwards, I'm cool whenever he make a play.
0: Yeah, uh, great call, Don. I really appreciate uh, the insight, uh, and I like where where you're coming from. I think Raider fans generally, uh, the astute ones, are like you know. Um, Derek Carr is the quarterback. Uh, Feel good about that, being able to come back. He's shown that time again. He has the most... Uh, fourth-quarter comebacks uh, in 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 the NFL among active quarterbacks right now. A lot of that is because teams that he's been on haven't been all that good, and so they've been trailing in the fourth quarter. Uh, but it's nice to know that you have a quarterback that's capable of it, and I know people will say, well, he's got all these weapons. Yeah, well, uh, just put a average or a bad quarterback with all those weapons, nothing happens. It all has to fit. Everybody has to play their part, and the quarterback still has to play a high, at a high level even when there's great players around him and there are players that are heading toward very high-level um, uh, complementary players around him. And him being the quarterback that he is coupled with them uh, makes this what could be a very special offense. Uh, they do need to get the run game going, though. Uh, I agree with Lincoln on that without a doubt. Back to the Raider Nation listener line. Matt is in New Jersey. How you doing, Matt? Hello, hey Matt, how you doing?
4: Hey, what's up, guys? So, as uh, I want to talk particularly about just four players, I have um, as someone who considers myself to have a pretty decent and keen eye for football. There's two particular players on the Raiders that I'm that I'm very disappointed in so far, and there's two that I, I'm very very happy with. So, to start off, I think you know you could say what you want about Andre James being developmental and, and his first few starts, but I, I think he's played very poorly as as a this point in the season you know i hope he gets better but i'm hoping this is not the best we're going to get out of him i just think he's played poorly i think he's one of the big reasons why we haven't established an inside running game the snaps have been out of control at points uh, and even the good ones don't get back there with a lot of zip we know he does that knuckleball kind of snap so i need to see a lot more out of him i'm kind of i'm very disappointed in him i'm very disappointed in damon on all right, but I've always been kind of disappointed in him. It seems like every time he has to come onto the field to relieve somebody, they're picking on him. And, uh, you know, that that's happened at least once and I think, every game so far this season. So those two guys need to, need to do a better job. Uh, but two guys that I'm really satisfied with, I think we got a hell of a football player in Nate Hobbs. Again, I've watched a lot of football in my life. I've coached the game for over 20 years. I've played the game. I think Nate Hobbs is going to be a hell of a football player. And lastly... And, you know, this. a lot of people may not agree with me on this because it's not the flashy choice, but I, I think Hunter Renfro is the best football player on this team. And I say football player because when I, when I use that term, it's, it's different from who's the biggest guy, the fastest guy. You know, Hunter Renfro is a great football player. You could see it in how he returns punts. You could see it in how he blocks, and you could see his reliability in the clutch. And on third down, the guy I think is our best football player.
0: Best, I don't know about that, uh, but really a very good football player. And I'm right there with you with okay. Nate Hobbs. Um, he just, and I, I asked uh, Gus Bradley about this, Lincoln, um, uh, and I, I do want to get to you, Lincoln, about Andre James real quick. But uh asked Gus Bradley, I was like, man, you know, I'm just seeing it from where I'm seeing it. You know, obviously the coaches look at it from a totally different lens, but it doesn't seem like Nate Hobbs is a rookie whatsoever. That dude has just come out and steadily done his job, acted – Looked the part um, of, a, of, of a veteran football player. He doesn't play like a rookie. He doesn't carry himself like a rookie, Link.
2: He's playing above um, what I think a lot of people kind of expected or assumed that he was going to be, especially coming in uh, to this season. I've been very impressed with his play. More importantly, just his overall maturity and handling, the, the which is a very difficult position. On any level, the nickel corner yep. um, handling, and he's been involved in tackles. He's not afraid to get it, you know, get his nose involved into things, and and he has been a, he's been a really good uh, pickup for the Raiders. Nice yeah. draft choice,
0: rushing the passer too. Yep. Uh, a yep. couple of times off the edge. Yep. All right, so um, you heard the man uh, Matt in, in in New Jersey, and I think he echoes. Uh, what a lot of people are are talking about right now, uh, Lincoln, and that's Andre James, uh, the center. Now, you know, uh, full not full disclosure, but a little bit of perspective. When the Raiders went into this thing, right. uh, they're expecting to have a veteran guard to his left in Richie Incognito and a veteran guard to his right in Denzel Good. Well, that whole plan blew up because yeah. of injuries. And so now he has a second-year player in John Simpson who has, you know, a handful of starts in the NFL, nothing – Uh, You know, uh, he's a second-year player who didn't start last year. And then you have Jermaine uh, Illuminor, who showed up late in the game um, during the whole process and has a handful of starts himself. So, you know, this wasn't what the Raiders envisioned coming into the season, but what is your take on Andre James, and can we expect better from him? It's a process when you're thrusted into that
2: position. Remember, he was backing up on all-pro center before they made a trade. You know what I mean? So – it, it, there and he's, for what it's worth, he hasn't been going up against a bunch of slaps. I agree on that too. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying, and that so, has to be taken into account. absolutely it has to be taken in. But but it is a work in progress, and I, I think I think for the most part, you can I, I, Andre has come along. To me, he has to develop his leg strength a little bit more because well, him and Simpson at times are being pushed back far too much. Um, but the first thing first is I've told every center I've ever coached: first thing first, you got to get the damn ball back there. <laughs> we, well, we can't we can't been start issue. Issue. has <laughs> That's, yeah, been that's been a little bit of an issue. Yeah. So and I, I mean, look, it, it's a process. That's moving forward. Um, obviously, he's got to get better at. But Coach Cable believed in him, and I'm gonna trust Coach Cable's discretion uh, up to this point. The fact is, that, yeah, there's been that, that was a critical mistake. Obviously, the, the snap, um, and as well as you know some other parts here and there, and probably hasn't graded out well. But I think he can get better.
0: All right, I hate to go there with you this early in the season, but I get asked about this all the time. I don't have an answer. I'm not making the decision. Uh, but are we are, are we getting to any sort of a point where maybe uh, it's time to look uh, to somebody else at center? Is Nick it that Martin? bad?
2: go go with Nick Martin. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Maybe, uh, maybe. No, even I don't outside. think it's that bad yet.
2: Again, with yet. the intangible. Well, I mean, because here, here, like you said, you pointed out the intangibles. Yeah, the fact that they they were expecting things to be different. How you much of I mean? a difference would that have made? I think it would have made a hell of a difference if you had you had someone that you were more secure with and more familiar with playing next to you than a bunch of two guys, new new guys. Yeah, and and now you could tell me more than 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 I know off of what I've seen in games because you watch more practices, right? You know, especially in the training camp and in the and in the, in the mini camps and stuff like that. You know, incognito was in there, right? He, oh he, yeah. So I mean, that's look. Every offensive line that I've ever played with, the only time that we got really good is the more time we played with each other. Right. And it's it's hard because you can't be in an individual as an offensive lineman. You have to be together with the other guys. There's so much nonverbal communication that goes on with us. We're only going to only on time you're going to get to know them. So you have to be around them. You have to play with them. You have to see how it goes full speed. And we're in a process where you lose both of your guards really before the season starts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, so you, one before you the season two, yeah, started. You, yeah, and you then- got two.
2: Yeah, you got two. You got two new guys in here, and and the only time they can really do it is game time. Yeah, that's what we're seeing.
0: Yep, um, so Professor Kennedy has spoken. Uh, Andre James needs a little bit more time and maybe a little more stability around him. We'll see if Richie Incognito, uh, he's out at least two more games. Uh, okay. We'll see if he's uh, destined to play at this year for the Raiders. Uh, if he does and he's healthy, um, he'll make a big difference. I, I know that for a fact. Uh, back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Ty is in Kentucky. Ty in the KY. What's up, brother?
5: My cousin Vinny. What's going on, man? a baby. That's what I like to hear.
0: I'm everybody's cousin.
5: Hey. <laughs> now, nah, man, I got a two-part segment, man. That I want to, you know, express with you and Big Link, man. Oh, like what dude just said before me, man. Nate Hobbs, man. Like I'm oh, from yeah. Kentucky, man. I'm from Kentucky. Like, where's Nate Hobbs from? From Louisville. He came from Mail. Do you know any other Raider that came from Mail? Let me see. Let me see what your
0: what, what your history is like with the Raider Nation, Vinny. Oh, oh boy! Give me a uh, give me a position. I got. I need a position. Kentucky's a, uh, go ahead. a running back. Ah, uh, Lincoln. You got any? You I don't got, have anything. I'm. I'm who who are we talking about? <laughs>
5: legendary mike bush
0: ah okay oh that's right that, uh, yep louisville he's from louisville so uh,
5: absolutely went to mills same high school as nate hobbs went to man there I, you go. I watched nate hobbs in high school man dude was a dog and it tripped me out that he, he, he didn't even have nothing but one scout one d1 scholarship to illinois i was tripping i was like man this dude right here can go
0: yeah and that was late in the game that was a late pickup I by lovey smith
5: Yes, sir. And another thing, though, Vinny, man, I want to express, though, and just ask you about, yeah. what's up with Jalen Rashard, man? How's he doing? Like, you know, Peyton Barber's playing good. You know, Jacob's spot is, you know, solidified. When he come back, what, what are they going to do with Rashard, man, when he come back?
0: Well, um, there is an expectation that he's going to practice this week, which means that he's coming off IR. I remember there's 52 players right now on the uh, active roster. Uh, they cut Trey Ragas, uh, look Regus, it looks like he's probably going to come back to the practice squad. Uh, Jalen Rashard right now is on injured reserve, but he's eligible to come off as we speak. Uh, The Raiders don't get back to work until Thursday, so I wouldn't expect any kind of a move official uh, until probably tomorrow or maybe even day of Thursday. So uh, I was told that he's supposed to get out there and practice, uh, Jalen Rashard. So it looks like that's headed in the right direction. But, you know, uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. But my question is, Lincoln, is there room for Jalen Rashard right now? Not right now. Not in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think he's
2: I think he's a good back, but it, in my opinion, no. That you know when they when they were really using Jalen, it was it was because he was good at uh, pass uh, pass protection and blitz pickup, um, and they were also trying to establish the gun runs. And, and, and right now, the way this team is struggling, gun runs aren't aren't going to be aren't going to be a formula for success.
0: So um, we'll see. He's supposed to get on the grass this week. Um, we'll see where he is health wise. Uh, but you know, uh, he you know Pump returns. I mean Punt. that's so. You know, kickoff returns—that's what he's valuable at as well. Punt returns, and if and if you know if Josh Jacobs can't go again on Monday night, you know uh, having Jalen in your back pocket's not a yeah. bad thing uh, as well. So uh, we will see. But uh, it's it's a good problem to have, really, when you think about it. And, and when we get back, Lincoln, I want to talk to you about. The linebackers, uh, what happens when Nicholas Morrow comes back? What happens when a Javen White comes back? Where's room for them? Where are they going to play? Uh, heck, K.J. Wright didn't even play a whole lot on uh, on Sunday because of, you know, the matchup and and what they were trying to do. All of a sudden, the Raiders have an overabundance in a lot of positions, um, and, and there's no real reason to make any changes right now because everything seems to be working well, except for that offensive line, which, as Lincoln points out, that just needs time together uh, that's what they need they don't need to be bringing in new players or anything like that this group of five needs to play uh, a lot and that's what they're doing right now it's a work in progress the hope is down the road and we're talking about weeks not months uh th- they get it together and they become a cohesive unit and is able to to really uh be a be a um uh, a complement to that run game or an asset to that run game you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsonier and lincoln kennedy brought to you by tequila in bajador raider nation radio nine twenty a.m on a tuesday No one gets you closer to the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy.
1: I'm always going to be excited with a win. It's a hard league. You know, when you go play uh, Baltimore and you play at Pittsburgh and you play the Miami Dolphins coming off a tough loss, you know, it's tough. I got to do a better job, certainly. Uh, We got to do a better job um, getting our offense going. We had a nice drive early in the game. We threw an interception down there. Uh, we had a nice drive against uh, the Ravens, and we had a snap go over our quarterback's head. So we've had two of those already. But uh, to answer your question, there's a lot of reasons for why that is. We Maybe we're coming out a little bit too excited, or maybe my pregame speeches aren't very good. That probably is it.
0: I don't think it's the pregame speech. Uh, I think the bottom line is don't snap the ball over the quarterback's head. And don't throw pick fixes, um, But they happen, and that's why uh, you play the games. Uh, John sounded kind of crusty right there. I don't know. That's not how he sounds when we talk to him. Uh, he should be salty. Uh, should no, be because... no, he sounded like he yeah. sounded. He, it wasn't so much uh, he definitely salty uh, <laughs> as he should. It just His voice sounded different for some oh, reason. Oh, I see, I see. In my ears. Oh, okay. uh, so, uh, But uh, anyway, uh, real quick, I uh, just want to let everybody know, uh, Raider fans, that uh, you, know, you can have uh, Demon Rum shipped to you. Directly to you now uh, by going to drinkdemonrum.com. The more you buy, the better the deal is. And now, for being a fan of in the huddle, you can get ten percent off your total order. Enter "DemonVinny10" "DemonVinny10" in the coupon code. That's "DemonVinny10" at drinkdemonrum.com and get ten percent off. Uh, your next purchase and uh, known Raider nation and football fans and all that. I think uh, Monday night football. Yeah. There might be some rum being drank, uh, drink uh, <laughs> being uh, consumed. I should say uh, for that game. Uh, if you do just do it responsibly, we're going to go back out to the Raider nation listener line. Tim is in the heart of Texas. How you doing, Tim? Hello.
6: How you guys doing?
0: We're doing good.
6: <clears throat> yeah. I'm just trying to go and talk about the game. Uh, um, I really, I really felt, and I, I felt this uh, during the game because I was really kind of pissed off that Gruden really did get conservative. I even tweeted it out when he was doing what he was doing with running the ball. That was too conservative, and I really think that he put our players, uh, especially the uh, uh, the Trayvon guys, I, I I think he put them in harm's way by doing that because um, on the play in overtime when they when they both collided with each other and got hurt and kept going kind of back in and out of the game and stuff. That stuff, that would have never took place if Gruden just would have kept his foot on the gas instead of sitting up there running the ball. On third down, they they knew exactly what we were getting ready to do. That's why the blitz worked so good. They should have at least threw that ball on second down. That was, I mean, uh, that's just going back to uh, Marty Ball, that old school football stuff that don't ever work. Uh, guard rest, uh, Marty Schottenheimer's, uh soul. But that's the reason why come. he could never win because he get, he did the same thing every time he got a lead he did the same thing. That's the reason why come. he could never get over the hump and they need to go ahead and put their foot on the gas that you couldn't you couldn't play that game should have never went to overtime at all period. The Raiders had that game in hand. It was a done deal. All they had to do was just keep their foot on the gas and, and and just keep getting first down, sitting up there running the ball, running the ball. When they know exactly what you're getting ready to do, and you already know your offensive line isn't pushing like they need, like they need to be pushing, you need to go ahead and get that over and done with.
0: I, I mean, I hear I hear what you're saying, Tim, but I'm looking at those drives that you're talking about. First and ten at the at the 25 uh, yard line. The Raiders are up by eight points. Uh, there's eight minutes left in the game. Peyton Barber for four yards uh, on first down. Second down, Peyton Barber for three yards. That's a third and three. That's what you're looking to do. A, run a little bit of clock with an eight-point lead, uh, especially over there on your side of the field. You don't want to make any mistakes. You don't want to throw an interception. You don't want to get sacked, a strip fumble, all that. I guarantee you, if... Derek Carr uh, gets strip-sacked, and, 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 they, and, they, and they, uh, it's a fumble uh, down on that side of the field. Everyone would be saying, why aren't you running the ball? Uh, why are you being overly aggressive with an eight-point lead uh, right there? Look, you get what you wanted, Lincoln. You get seven yards out of your run game. It's an easy third and three, which you've been converting left and right. They just didn't convert on the third and three. To me, I don't see anything wrong with those two run plays to start that drive. <sighs> From their own twenty-five. By yeah, the way. from their own
2: twenty-five. I mean, obviously, the the choice is you want to start to run the clock. You want to you want to force it. You know, you want to force the issue. And I agree. You once you get in a third down in three position,
0: but I just you know there was, and it was a I, 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 I try to recollect in my head, Lincoln, uh, what happened on that third and three. But it was just I think it was a contested throw. I got to go back and look at it. Yeah, I uh, but it's it's a that. it's a throw that. It's three yards in the NFL on a third down um, that you should be able to get. That's what. That's why you put yourself in that position. You want it to be third and short, where you can either run it again, maybe, or, 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 or you know, uh, throw a, a fairly easy, make an easy uh, throw. Not that any throw is simple or easy in the NFL, but you expect a quarterback like Derek Carr uh, with all the weapons that he has to be able to get 3 yards they didn't i don't think that it was overly conservative on that particular drive
2: yeah i, I mean i can't i really can't remember what and trying to remember the drive but i i thought that, that there was a time where you should still keep the aggression up because they're playing man um, you know you come come back with you know some creative throws to get your guys open then they were doing a lot out of the bunch formations was, was successful because the dolphins were getting tripped up uh, you know, trying to cover out of the bunch of formations. I thought that it might have been wise to, to come back to. But, you know, overall, I understand what the caller was saying about the aggressiveness. You want to keep the yeah. aggressive nature on, and I get it. And, again, it's just – when I look back at that game, I would say that, that it should not have gone in overtime. It, right. shouldn't, it should have been concluded. But And there were so many ways that it could have been concluded. I mean, if – if Daniel Simon would hit the hit the damn uh, extra point, we wouldn't be here talking about this.
0: Or the pass interference. Or the pass interference in the. Exactly. Interfer- in the yeah. and, and it was a. It was just. I. Uh, you know, you can't really. Um, it's hard to blame Trayvon on that play. It was such a bang bang play right there. If he had. If he had to do it over again, he probably just lets Trayvon come over and make the pick. He actually. Re- kind, of, kind of, I have to look back at that play, but he almost. Uh, uh, um, I will
2: say, Abrams got away with the pass interference in the end zone.
0: Yeah, yeah. On Fuller.
2: I was did. surprised I didn't it, get it called. Clo- it was close. No, it wasn't <laughs> close. It was obvious.
0: <laughs> no question. Uh, but you know what? I, that, that puts it first and in, in, in goal at the, at the one foot line yeah. uh, on a long pass uh, that may not even been – it, it didn't even need to happen. He didn't have to be nope. that aggressive on the play. But you can't knock a player who's been playing great football for being aggressive right there because he knows how important it is to make sure that – Completion doesn't happen uh, in the end zone. But you're right. It shouldn't have got there, but it did. But the great news is for Raiders fans, their team is, 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 even in those type of situations, is able to respond. And really that's what you're looking for. When you're looking for the growth of your team, of your program, Uh, those are the little benchmarks sometimes. It's not always going to be easy. And sometimes you stub your toe in the the ground and put yourself in a a dire situation. Do you cave in or do you fight back? And that's what the Raiders have been doing. And I think in the whole scheme of things, that really, really bodes well. Because this is banked um, experiences right now that they're doing, whether it was the 14-0 against the Baltimore Ravens or the 14-0 against the uh, Miami Dolphins or going into overtime in both of those games and figuring out a way, even in in catastrophic situations, there was a catastrophe that happened in that Ravens game uh, Lincoln, where they didn't get the touchdown or the field goal on that first possession and yet they fought their way back and still were able to win the game. Those are banked experiences that pay off in the long run. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Dave is in Denver how you doing Raider Dave
5: I'm pretty good I just want to make a quick uh question about when you're playing against a former coach or coordinator and you have some of his players how much can Raider Nation really put stock in that being some kind of an advantage or
0: uh, help to the keys that they need to do Lincoln not
2: much at all um very few times when you get a player who's who's played on it on a team i mean you might go to him and say hey what do they do in these types of situations but schematically you're not really the player's not going to divulge anything unless he really had a time that he did not like the team and went okay they're going to do this 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 and this i mean it's really just you know more mental to defeat your man you know what i mean
0: yeah uh, absolutely and you know on that note um eric Weddle played for the rams a couple of years ago and he was coming from the baltimore ravens the rams played the baltimore ravens and we asked him like what are you gonna do how are you gonna help uh your you know the your new team against your old team he's like i'd be a scumbag if i did that so i'm not doing anything i I would never do that to an ex-teammate an ex-friend uh and there was some honor in that i think there's probably a little given um lincoln that it's the coaches not just the players. Uh, right. I think it I think it works well a little bit. You're in the huddle yeah. with Rudy Monster and Lincoln Kennedy, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Tuesday.